Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to Let's Talk Prevention, a podcast of VASA. I am James Mazza, the Coalition Coordinator for VASA. And if you aren't familiar with us, we are a community coalition that researches and implements strategies related to substance use and misuse. VASA is a program of VOICE, which is a nonprofit here in McLennan County that teaches critical life skills to children and families. guys thanks for tuning in so today i have emily green and ali steed with me from the waco mcclennan county public health district thanks guys for coming on can you tell us a little bit about yourselves and what you do absolutely well thanks for having us my name is emily green i am a public health education specialist at the health district i've been working there for about four and a half years now uh, and i have two main roles and they're focused around chronic disease and obesity prevention efforts. And so that kind of looks like a couple different things. Um, I oversee the Live Well Waco Coalition, and then I also oversee the Texas Healthy Communities Grant, which is funded through the Department of State Health Services. And this grant focuses on kind of big words like policy and system changes and, and, and looking at uh, making lasting impacts within the health of our residents and specifically McLennan County. So we're not limited just to Waco. Uh, we do serve the entire county. A um, couple other fun things that I get to do in my job, and this was more so pre-COVID, but I would get to do some fun outreach and education, and whether that's you know, presentations at work sites or health fairs, visiting schools, some of my favorite memories, teaching on like hygiene and puberty to third <laughs> and fourth graders that just have these wide eyes trying to understand what's happening to their bodies. And so there's just always um, kind of just different fun things that we get to do within our job. Yeah, and I'm Ali Steed. Um, I am the graduate assistant for chronic diseases and obesity prevention efforts. Um, so I help on the Livewell Waco Coalition and the Texas Healthy Communities Grant. So you can pretty much just always find me on one of those two things. And I'm about to hit a year on my position, which is kind of wild. So congratulations! Thank you, thank you. So speaking of that, can you tell us a little bit kind of how you guys both got started working um, in public health and kind of how you got into the role that you're in now? Absolutely. Um, so a little background, um, born and raised in Waco, Texas, and both my both sides of my family live here and, and have grown up here and went off to college for a bit, but came back as quickly as I could. Um, and um, why I got into public health uh, at a you know pivotal stage within my life, um, senior in high school, I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, uh, and that is a chronic disease that is 
non-preventable. So there was nothing that I could have done to, to change the outcome um, of, of, you know, my health issue. However, um, I saw how education, um, making healthy lifestyle changes really Im- impacted how I felt and my blood sugar levels and all those things. And so um, if I can do that for people who actually can prevent different diseases like type 2 diabetes or heart disease. Um, I wanted to be able to make a change within their lives, whether that was to prevent or to reduce um, different um, health conditions that they have going on. Yeah. Um, And then I have a little bit of a different story than Emily. I was actually born in Hawaii. um, And then when my parents got divorced, my mom moved back to her hometown of Dallas, Texas. And a few years later, my dad ended up moving back uh, to Valdez, Alaska. And so I've had two very different kind of town experiences growing up. Um, And the majority of my family is in healthcare, So I kind of always knew that I was going to be a nurse or a doctor, a hospital admin, something like that. Um, And Valdez, so the town my dad's in, is most notably known for uh, having the end of the Trans-Alaska pipeline there. And so because of this, this town gets a lot of property taxes, has a fantastic hospital system compared to the rest of the communities around it that you know, are minimally funded. So watching the difference between these rural communities in Alaska and, you know, the healthcare system I was seeing in Dallas, I kind of started to see um, some discrepancies and that kind of started to pull on my heart. Um, And then when COVID hit, it was just so apparent that there is such a lack of infrastructure in these rural communities. Um, So that's really where kind of my passion for public health lies. And I am currently getting my master's at Baylor. Um, so this job was an opportunity that was presented through that program, and that's, that's why I'm here in Waco. Wonderful. Well, uh, as a Baylor alumni, first, let me just say, um, Sikkim Bears. Yeah, Sikkim Bears. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just kind of wanted to, to touch on that a little bit just because I feel like you guys make a great tandem. So, uh, you know, you both have some sort of personal tie or experience to what you're doing, and that drives your passion. And that's super important, especially when we talk about working in a social field where we're working with people on a daily basis. Um, so could you tell us a little bit about that coalition that we discussed earlier, um, the Live Well Waco? Yeah, absolutely. So the Live Well Waco Coalition, um, it is a community coalition dedicated to improving the health and well-being of McLennan County residents. Uh, and that's done through collaborative community action, education, prevention around chronic disease and obesity. Uh, the coalition itself has been around for about 10 years um, with dedicated organizations and residents serving uh, on the coalition. So we, as a coalition, have come up with a mission statement, um, which is that all residents of Wake and McLennan County are engaging in a healthy and active lifestyle. Um, and so that's done through two work groups within the coalition. So if you want to break down, we've got um, a set of people who are passionate about physical activity, and then we've got a set of people who are passionate about um nutrition and healthy food access and so um, they have their own goals and and projects that they get to work on so for example um, the physical activity work group they work to increase the number of residents that are engaging in physical activity Uh, the nutrition work group they focus on um, bringing access to increasing access to fruits vegetables healthier options that are already sold within um, some of the stores that they may visit. Uh, and so projects look different, and we'll go into projects later on, but that's kind of the gist of the coalition. Yeah, that's that's pretty uh, interesting. So that your, your coalition is broken down into two separate parts, and they work on projects separately, but then they come together 
to try to promote wellness within Waco. Absolutely. And so that's kind of where the title comes from. Yeah. And, <laughs> and if, you, if you think about it, nutrition, the basics, like if we get it down back to the basics, nutrition and physical activity can prevent the chronic disease, can prevent the obesity, a lot of chronic disease, not every single thing, but can prevent a lot of health issues in the future. And so we, we just kind of minimized it and, and, and brought it back to the basics. And, and kind of speaking about the, the chronic diseases um, and what you all do with the Live Well Waco Coalition, um, and, and you kind of touched on this a little bit about why the Live Well Waco Coalition exists, but can you talk to us a little bit about the chronic disease and obesity, more specifically what we're seeing here maybe in Waco-McLennan or Texas, or do you have any sort of quick hit facts or you know tips for us? Yeah, absolutely. So um, in McLennan County specifically, obesity is an issue that we face. Uh, 29% of the residents in the county are obese. For the state as a whole, that's actually 36% of the state's going to be considered obese. Um, a kind of fun, I don't know if it's fun, but a little <laughs> fact is um, like the city of Waco itself is much closer to the state at actually 37% obese compared to the county, which again is 29. So wow. yeah, kind of obesity is a big deal. 13% um, of our community is considered diabetic. Um, only 8% of the state is a part of the diabetes community. Uh, and then on the United States as, as a whole, um, about every 40 seconds, somebody has a heart attack. So um, that is just kind of happening across the United States. Half of all Americans are going to have one in three of those serious risk, risk factors for a heart attack. And that's going to include um, having high blood pressure, having high blood cholesterol or smoking. Um, and something that's really important is recognizing signs for a heart attack and calling 911. Um, I think we all know the importance of having rapid uh, response to emergency situations. So if you or someone you know has uh, chest pain or discomfort, is feeling weak or lightheaded, feeling pain or discomfort in your jaw, neck, or back, or having shortness of breath, call 911. It could be a heart attack. Um, you could be saving your or somebody else's life. Kind of going off of that, heart disease is another big issue we face. Um, and heart disease is kind of a broad term for several different problems. Um, and these problems are basically just going to decrease your blood flow to your heart. So going back to our big statistics, one in every four deaths in America is linked to heart disease. Um, and risk factors for heart disease are going to kind of be similar. You know, being diabetic, overweight, having an unhealthy diet you know, drinking alcohol in excess or not being physically active. And then lastly, the the final kind of big thing is going to be stroke. So a stroke is when something blocks blood flow to your brain. Um, and every 40 seconds, again, somebody in the United States suffers from a stroke. Um, so knowing the signs and calling 911 is, again, critical to getting uh, help because if you get help within a certain amount of time for a stroke, you have a really good chance of present, uh, preventing a serious disability or, or sometimes even death um, if you suffer from a stroke. So the signs for a stroke, they actually kind of spell out this fun little acronym called FAST. So F is going to stand for facial droop. You know, if someone smiles and only half of their face smiles, it's a droop. Um, the A in FAST stands for arms. Have somebody hold out their arms if one arm falls lower than the other. There you go right there. Um, the S is going to stand for slurred speech. So if you like, hey, James, can you say your full name for me? And, you know, you can't get your full name out that those three signs right there um, are going to lead to the T, which means it's time to call 911. So fast again is face, arms, slurred speech, time to call 911. So, yeah, those are kind of kind of the big problems that we see uh, for chronic disease in in the county. 
Yeah, and to add a bit on that, you know, when we see these statistics that are kind of scary sounding, um, that kind of puts us into action as a coalition. Um, and to kind of give an example as to what we do and what that looks like in, in collaborating, um, we have partnered with Voice, uh, and we've done heart health uh, information in, in February at the farmer's market. And so uh, two organizations and resources are better than one. And so we got together and we provided um, education because um, tobacco use, substance use um, can tie directly into heart health issues. And so um, we partnered together and were able to reach a greater number of people because of that. Uh, and then um, also have partnered with... Um, Organizations such as Baylor Scott and White, uh, Central Texas YMCA, and have offered uh, free diabetes education classes to the community. Uh, if people are interested or have diabetes, they can they can learn for free. And Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And something that kind of really stuck out and it kind of really struck me just listening to you guys talk about this is how preventable this is. You know, talking about heart disease, talking about stroke, talking about, you know, type 2 diabetes, a lot of this stuff is preventable. Yeah. But most people don't know what to do or how to take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like that's a lot of what you guys are about. Yeah. <laughs> so. Can you tell me a couple of um, projects that maybe you guys are working on or, or some things that you have recently completed? Um, and then maybe a little bit about um, some more people that you're working with. Are there other community partners that are involved? I know you kind of touched on that, um, but I'm just curious. I, I, honestly, I, I want to know more about what you guys are doing. Yeah, so one of my favorite projects that we um, did and then are, are going to do again this year is called Let's Walk Waco. Uh, last year it was eight weeks. This week's, This year it's 10 weeks. Um, and it's a community-wide walking challenge, and it's going to happen in September. Um, so you and up to eight other people get to kind of form a walking group and go out and track your miles. And, um, you know, there are prizes at the end. But uh, this last year we had over 170 people participate, which was absolutely insane. Um, and it's just such a fun way to get out in the community and, you know, increase your physical activity levels. And anyone can participate in that? Yeah, anyone can participate um, to register I believe you have to be an adult. We're kind of still working through what this year is going to look like. But, you know, if you want to go out and walk with your kiddos, register yourself and, you know, you can just track your kiddos miles separately. Yeah. Very cool. Absolutely. That's one of my favorite projects. Um, and I think um, not necessarily a post-COVID era, but um, after that, you know, the very serious sheltering in place and, and keeping away, uh, it was such a um, – it was important for us to provide an activity that got people outside active and then connecting with others in a, in a safe way. And so um, we're excited to do that again. Be on the lookout for that in September. Um, another project that uh, is available for community residents right now is the QR Fitness Trail System. This is in collaboration with our Parks and Recreation Department. So available in 11 of our local parks, there are signs, you may have seen them before, um, along the sidewalk um, that have a QR code. And so you scan that with your phone and it'll pull up free physical activity 
uh, workout videos that are led by a fitness instructor and just such an awesome free resource available to the community. Um, And then one of our ongoing projects that we'd like to highlight is the Active Living Plan. Kind of sounds fancy, uh, but this is one of those policy big system changes that that will really help to improve Waco um, and McLennan County. Uh, And so what we see we want to make active living the easy choice within Waco. So um, we know that exercising, especially if that's not something that you do often, you don't know where to start, you don't know what time to go out and do it, you feel like your life is already busy enough. Uh, And so that's why we're asking community members for their voice, whether that is filling out a 10 minute survey or signing up for a community conversation where you share your voice uh, in a group setting. There are gift cards available for participating, uh, and and to participate, you can visit our social media pages, which we'll um, share out at the end, or at the following website, which is www.bit.ly slash Waco Active, www.bit.ly slash Waco Active, and we'd love to have have your uh, voice in this conversation. Yeah, and, and like Emily said, checking our social media is really the best way to see what's happening. Um, when we have, you know, coalition partners that give us resources or if something pops up at the health district, um, we're, we're pretty quick to put it on the social media. So, again, we'll, we'll give all those uh, contact points at the end, but definitely our social media page. And I think it's really important to note that, you know, w- as a nonprofit organization, and I'm speaking, you know, on, on behalf of VASA and on behalf of VOICE, but I'm sure that you guys can probably agree with me on this, that, you know, having somebody from the community reach out to us is so much more important than us trying to go into a community and impose something that we think would be successful. Oh, absolutely. Right. Having somebody, you know, give us the feedback of, hey, this is what our community has going on that we really need to address as opposed to saying, well, I want to go in and do this because I think it would help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and that's one of the, um, you know, first things that you're taught kind of in public health for a, a degree is that you might think you know a community, but unless they tell you what they want, you really are just kind of taking your best guess. So when we have community members, exactly what you were saying, James, saying like, hey, we need X, Y, and Z, it, it takes a lot of the guesswork out of it for us and it makes all of our um, you know, work just that much better for the community we're trying to serve. Very much so. And and just kind of touching on, on community members, um, your coalitions, who, who makes up that? Is that just anybody? Is that, you know, you have to be in prevention? How does that work? Absolutely. So um, our coalition is open to anyone who um, wants to make a difference and better the health of their neighbor. Um, we have um, people that represent different organizations. So um, whether that is a representative from Meals on Wheels or YMCA or Parks and Recreation, um, but we also have passionate community members who are just dedicated and showing up to make a difference. Um, The coalition itself is led by the Wago McLennan County Public Health District and one of our close partners, Grassroots Community Development. Um, And so um, I am one of the facilitators along with Jocelyn Williams. So you will hear my voice if you ever were to join um, the coalition meetings. Um, But we have the mindset that we are only as strong as the voices at the table. And so um, we'd love to have anyone who's interested. And even if that's just checking it out for one month and seeing if it's a good fit, um, there is a monthly meeting and that's the best way to get involved. 
with the work that you're hearing about. Um, and if you're like, you know, they're talking about projects and I'm not sure this is really going to make a difference. Come join. Um, that would that would be incredible. Uh, and so, again, we'll, we'll share all that information closer to the end of the podcast. And just kind of touching on that as well, I, just I, going back to the idea that, you know, the community is only as strong as, you know, it's it's vocal parts. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't know that something needs to be fixed if we don't know that it's happening. So even if, you know, you're not interested in doing coalition work or even if you're not interested in, in being a part of a project, just coming in and saying, hey, you know, I live in this area and this is what we see is, is a huge. It's, it's so impactful. Yeah. So uh, talking a little bit about your coalition, you know, VASA and VOICE, we really focus on behavioral wellness. We focus on substance previ- uh, prevention education. Excuse me. And I feel like a lot of what we do also ties into a lot of what you guys do. So can you tell us a little bit about how you guys affect behavioral wellness and how you, uh, how what your coalition does relates back to um, prevention and things along those lines? Yeah, absolutely. So um, public health really has its roots in prevention. I'm a pretty big history nerd. Um, so if you look back at the history of public health, you eventually run into this guy named John Snow. Um, and he was in... Uh, 1854 and noticed that his community was getting sick and did a little trace and figured out people were getting cholera from a water pump and got the city to shut the water pump down and um, people stopped getting sick and so he didn't necessarily like eradicate cholera he just um, you know took the possibility of getting sick from that water pump away and that's really what public health does and the illnesses we face today are are you know a little different than contaminated water um, but when you still look at the, the basics of public health, we are trying to eliminate um, preventable diseases. And so focusing on, you know, physical activity and nutrition changes, um, being in tune with your mental health, all of these are steps to prevent a much serious, much more serious issue or illness. Um, and public health is just in the business of prevention. We, we always have been. And it sounds like a lot of what you guys to do as well, and again, correct me if I'm wrong because I'm, I'm no expert on this, but a lot of it sounds like what you're doing is empowering the community and giving them the ability to change their lives. You're not coming out and forcing. You're not going to no. somebody's <laughs> door and saying, hey, you got to do some jumping jacks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you're, you're out there giving tips and providing knowledge and education, and you're giving you know the community an option to say, hey, if I'm wanting to make that choice, I have the knowledge, I have the ability, I know where to go, I know who I can talk to, here are my resources. So kind of going off that topic, how can people who want to be involved in your programs and want to be involved in your events, how can we get in touch, how can we reach you, what can we do, can everybody participate, is it located just in area code, how do those things work? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, The coalition is open to anyone who wants to join, Uh, so if that's a community member or if that's someone who um, is listening and is a part of an organization and saying, you know, this sounds like it'd be a good fit. Um, we'd love to participate. Um, I am always excited to meet with other people in the community who are, ex- who are you know, passionate about physical activity and nutrition or, um, just preventing, um, chronic diseases and, and other health issues. And, and so I'd be happy to share, uh, more about the work that we're doing and how you can get involved. And, and maybe that's, uh, you don't want to join a coalition meeting just yet. You'd like to kind of brainstorm as to what that would look like. I'd be happy to have those conversations. Um, but I'll go ahead and kind of break down the the three main ways to get involved. Um, and so that would be join the coalition. Uh, we would love to have anyone who's interested. Um, we meet the fourth Thursday of each month. 
uh, at 10.30 a.m. for about an hour. Uh, and if you have questions before joining, of course, we can chat. Uh, secondly, uh, you can follow us on social media, either Facebook or Instagram. That's where we are active. Uh, and, and this is where we'll post any upcoming community projects or health education information. Um, and as I mentioned, just get in touch with me. And if, if your schedule doesn't allow you to meet monthly, if your schedule is more so, hey, I want to work in the background, um, we have a lot of people who make incredible change towards the, the work that we're doing and, and can't join the monthly meetings. So um, please don't discount yourself if, if that schedule doesn't work for you. Yeah, actually, kind of going off that, um, with my current school schedule, I miss part of our monthly meeting. So I'm, you know, our graduate assistant. And so don't, please join even if it doesn't, you know, work. We can we can figure it out. Yeah, the, the feedback from the community is, is very important in what you guys do. And, and a lot of what prevention relies upon is the community being involved. Um, so with that, I, I wanted to know, is there a specific way that we could um get in touch with the Live Well Waco Coalition? Like, say, for instance, you know, we're not really feeling like we want to be on the Zoom or be involved in the coalition, but say I wanted to, you know, say I, I noticed something in my community or mm-hmm. I wanted to give some feedback. Is there a email or a Facebook? or Is that is that how we'd get in touch with you, or yeah. how does that work? Yeah, there are a few options. Um, so I can go over the social media first um and that will get you direct access to both ali and myself um and that is going to be facebook you can just in the search bar type in live well waco um and then on instagram as well um our handle is at live well waco uh and then for uh my position uh to contact me directly if you would like meeting invites and to be added onto our email listserv whatever that wants to look like uh my email is Emily G at wacotx.gov. Um, and that is one of the best ways to reach me. Um, and so a few options. Yeah. Very cool. And Allie, if people needed to get in touch with you, um, do you mind providing us with your yeah, email real quick? Absolutely. Um, so my email is Allie S at wacotx.gov. Um, and Allie is spelled A-L-L-I-E. Uh, but my position kind of changes often. So if you're listening to this past, uh, may of 23 there's there's somebody <laughs> else working there so <laughs> well i appreciate you you guys coming on um i wanted to ask you two questions before we ended one do you have any specific tips to give to somebody who's wanting to get started um and, and maybe you know living a healthier or more active life do you have a tip or something that really helped you guys get started um and then the second thing is do you have any shout outs that you'd like to give? It could be personal. It could be professional. Um, you could even shout out events that you guys have coming mm-hmm. up. Um, the floor is yours. I will let you take it over. <laughs> well, I'll, uh, I'll tackle tips first. Um, we have a few. So uh, the first is kind of to look at lifestyle changes. A lot of times there's a really big focus on perfection. Um, you know, wanting to eat healthy for a week and exercise every single day that week. And um, for the majority of us, that kind of change just isn't going to be sustainable. It's really hard to keep up. Um, so consistency is going to be key. So whether that's, you know, going for a 10-minute walk once a day or, you know, drinking as much water as you're supposed to, you're going to see many more changes that way than you would if you, you know, had four days of uh, going to the gym for 45 minutes and, and kind of achieving what you would consider to be perfect. 
Um, in terms of exercise, the CDC does recommend that you get at least 150 minutes a week of moderate uh, intensity for exercise. So this is going to look like a brisk walk, um, something that gets your heart rate beating, but you know, you're, you're not feeling like you're dying. Um, and it's really not as daunting as it sounds. It can be broken up. It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, 150 minutes back to back. So you can do 10, 15 minute walks a week or, or, you know, 30 minute walks, five days. Uh, and I keep saying walking and that's because walking is just such a great way to increase your physical activity. Um, you don't need any special equipment. You don't need a special skill. You just kind of can go out and you can walk with a buddy or you can walk by yourself or you can take your kids or your pets or really I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a big walker, big fan of it. Um, mm -hmm. And again, some exercise is going to be better than none. So go for a B plus effort rather than a, than a 100 um, or all or nothing. And then for nutrition, uh, you're really going to want to aim for nutrition, nutrient dense food and beverages that help you stay below your calorie limit. So um, the core of a healthy diet is going to include, you know, vegetables of all types. So your leafy greens, your uh, bell peppers, all that good stuff. You're going to look for fruits. Um, you're going to want to eat grains with at least half of those being whole grains. Try to incorporate some dairy, some protein, and this can include, you know, lean meats, seeds, eggs, seafood, beans, poultry, all that stuff. Um, and then also make sure you're incorporating oils. So this can come from like vegetable oils or oils naturally occurring in food. Um, and one of mine, and I think Emily's favorite way to kind mm -hmm. of hit both of these things at the same time is to go visit farmer's markets because you're outside walking, you're getting, you know, most of the time it's fresh produce. Um, so the Waco downtown farmer's market is a great place to go. I know Robinson and uh, Lorena have the same uh, kind of farmer's market. Um, and then the uh, East Waco Farmer's Market is also starting back up in May. Um, but we are publishing a resource on our Facebook and Instagram that's going to have uh, locations of these farmer's markets and their dates and times. So, um, again, follow us on social media and you'll, you'll get to be reminded of this. <laughs> yeah, there are um, a few farmer's markets uh, around town. And so we are doing our due diligence to try to research and provide some good education on, on those. Um, and like Ali said, the, the Waco downtown farmer's market is a classic one that's on yeah. Saturday and right down, um, the road is the East Waco farmer's market. Um, and handmade goods are also some of my favorite things at farmer's <laughs> market. It, it's not all about the produce, but they have some incredible produce. Um, and then yes, Robinson and Lorena both, um, offer, um, some farmer's markets for, for their community members. Um, and then, honestly, one of the best ways to not only help the Live All Waco Coalition, but your community is to participate in um, that active living survey or community conversation that I that I spoke on. Um, and you will be able to find that. We're going to start um, putting that on our social media right now. And so you can find that there to, to get involved. And again, there are gift cards um, available for participation. Oh, so yes. there's some there's some bonuses <laughs> there. Um, and and James, when you mention um, shout outs, the first person that comes to mind for me is just Jocelyn Williams, who uh, is my right hand lady um, when it comes to leading this Livable Waco Coalition. She is passionate about her community, and I'm so grateful for you know her time and and her wisdom as we try to make Waco a healthier place. Yeah, we love Jocelyn. She's kind of the best. Yeah. Well, and, mm -hmm. to, and to touch on that, she is at every event. Oh, yeah. No matter where it is, <laughs> and no matter how obscure <laughs> or, or how little it's promoted, she's there. Um, so 
I kind of second that shout out. Um, she was literally at an event that I was at on Tuesday that I thought only Voice knew about, and <laughs> she was there. Well, and <laughs> she she knows everyone too. She is she'll go up, she'll introduce you to people. Like Jocelyn is just she's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Very much so. She's super fantastic. I, and I just wanted to thank you guys for coming out today. I know that you guys both have busy schedules. And so sometimes trying to get you both together at the same time <laughs> uh, is a little difficult. Um, but I wanted to thank you for coming on and, and just sharing your wealth of knowledge. And we'll be posting all those links um, on our Facebook page and our social media. So if you don't know much about how to access the internet or things like that, um, just check us out on Facebook or on Instagram. And we'll have the links provided there as well. Um, and I just wanted to, again, thank you guys, Allie. Thank you, Emily, for coming. Um, thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, thanks for having us. We appreciate it. Thanks again to our listeners for joining us. If you want to learn more about Voice, Vasa, or today's guests and their programs, look for the links in the show notes. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And you can send us an email at jmaza at voiceinc.org. That's J-M-A-Z-Z-A at voiceinc.org if you have a topic or guest that you would like for us to discuss. Thank you for listening and have a positive day. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.